Thank you for joining us on the Crossroads Church Podcast. We are so excited to have you as part of our family. We're a community where people are welcomed home, built up, and sent out. Our prayer is for you to find meaningful relationship and belonging with both God and His people. We'd love to connect with you. Download the Crossroads Church app, follow us on Facebook or Instagram, or simply send us an email at info at mycrossroads.co. We pray that as you hear this message, you encounter Jesus and all that he has in store for you. Good morning, everybody. And truly, I say God bless you. And I know you, you know, sometimes this is just a wacky world right now, but I truly pray that you see the hand of God and God is blessing you in the midst of this time and you're looking around for all the amazing things that God is doing around, uh, around the world because he really is. Uh, he's really pouring out his spirit on so many places and uh, I hope you're looking at that. And, and just want to say hi to all you who are watching around the country and around the world. I want to give a special shout out to, uh, to Richard Hudson, our congressperson. Uh, and he is uh, he's Crossroads' own. Uh, and just want to say hi to him because we really need to, to be praying for our, our leaders in our national government, our local government, and our, uh, our state government as they make wise decisions for, for us and really praying for, for them and be praying over them. So God bless you guys and we, we love and appreciate you. You know, uh, last week we started a, a series on, or a couple of weeks on just, just talking about one of the most confusing things in our life, uh, especially as Christians, and that's, that's unanswered prayer. Because here's the, the paradox that we have that we talked about last week. We truly believe in a God who loves us. Uh, most of us do. We believe in a God who cares about us. We believe in a God who answers prayer because we've seen God answer prayer time and time and time again in our life and in the lives of people that we love and, and care about. We've heard the, the testimonies. And the same time, there are times that we pray and it sure seems like heaven is silent. It sure seems like our prayers are are going unanswered. And last week, we took a look at some of the reasons why uh, that happens. And, and one of the reasons is God loves us too much to answer some of our prayers. Uh, just like a wise parent doesn't give their kids everything that they, they want or ask for out of love, in the same way, God doesn't give us everything that we ask for because he loves us and cares about us. And some of the prayers that we ask would, would actually hurt us. There's something else that, in, in, that can hinder our prayers. And that's if we have disharmony with other people. It's like putting a kink in the hose. Make no mistake, if there's a horizontal problem, a lot of times there can be a vertical problem as, as well. And something is, is that sometimes our expectations can be wrong. For instance, this is kind of hard, wild to say, but there's a time to die. You know, the birds uh, in December the, the 4th of, of 1965, they had the number one song in the nation, and it was a song called Turn, Turn, Turn. And it said, said this, it said, to everything, turn, 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 there is a season, turn, 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 and a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die. I don't know if you know this, but those, uh, the words of that song, except the turn, turn, turn part, come straight from the Bible in the book of Ecclesiastes, starting with chapter 3, verse, uh, verse 1. And let me read the, the verse there. It says, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die. Did you hear what that was saying? That's saying that there's going to be a time when our grandparents die. There's going to be a time when our parents die. There's going to be a time when our friends die. There's going to be a time when our siblings die. There's going to be a time when we die. And you know what that means? 
That means no matter how much we pray, at some times there's going to be a time where God does not answer the prayer because it is time for our loved one or for us to go, uh, to go home. And, you know, I was talking to one time to a, to a young adult, a young lady, and she had stopped coming to the church, and I asked her why. And she said, well, pretty much I've given up on God. And I asked her, what's made you give up on God? And she said, I prayed for my Meemaw to get better, and my Meemaw never got better. My Meemaw died. And I said, I'm so sorry about your Meemaw. How, how old was your Meemaw? And she said she was 84 years old. And I ended up talking to her and found out she was a, a, a strong Christian and she had lived an incredible life. And I said to her, wait, so let me get this straight. So you're mad at God for making it where your Mima is, not the, is the, not the only exception in the world that she doesn't die like everybody else. And I said, maybe it would be better for you to thank God for your Mima living 84 incredible years and for God dying for your Mima so that she could live forever with him. And you know, you also said that your Meemaw was, uh, was sick and your Meemaw was in a lot of pain. And maybe it's better for, for you that your Meemaw stayed, but maybe it's better for her that she goes home and, she bees w and she's with the, with the Lord. Disobedience is another thing that can hinder our prayers. David says this in Psalm 66. He says, if I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened to me. Isaiah 59 says this, your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. You know, if our children, if, if one of our children, we told them to do something, we asked them to do something, and they said, no, mom, no, dad, I don't care what you say, I'm not gonna do it. And then they say, hey, by the way, can we go to Disney World? What would you say? You're not gonna say, I mean, that's gonna, that is gonna affect their request, is it not? Because you respect yourself too much and you love them too much to get them by with that. And something too is understand that if we're living in rebellion against God, it is going to hinder our prayers. Now, if you go in to ask your five-year-old to go clean their room and you go in a half an hour later and you find out them really trying to, to clean their room, but they're not doing a very good job of it and they're blowing it because they're just young, you're not going to have the same uh, feeling about that as rebellion. I mean, there's times we blow it because we're human beings and it's a big difference between us living in rebellion to, to God. And, and so if we understand that we're doing something wrong, we, we acknowledge it, we repent of it, we turn from it, we ask God forgiveness and, forgiveness, and then we can go on. Listen to this, what 1 John says, just the blessing of that. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence and we will receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and we do the things that please him. If God gave us everything that we ask for, we'd actually be worse off. The first thing is, is we'd begin to take God and his gifts for granted. We'd start treating God like a cosmic vending machine or a, or a cosmic genie, right? We would just put the, the prayer in, get the request out, go on our way. And after a while, we would stop being grateful for that. After a while, we would, we would feel entitled and, we'd, uh, and our, our gratitude would go down and down and down. Listen to this. I don't know who said this, but I thought it was great, their story. said, when our children were small, we played a game. I'd take some coins in my fist and they would sit in my lap and work to get my fingers open. According to the international rule of finger opening, once the fingers were open, it couldn't be closed again. They would work at it until they got the penny in my hand. Then they'd jump down and run away, filled with glee and delight. Just kids, just a game. 
Sometimes when we come to God, we come for the pennies in his hand. Lord, I need a passing grade. Help me in my study. Lord, I need a, a job. Lord, my mother is ill. We reach for the pennies, and when God grants the request, we push his hand away. More important than the pennies in God's hand is the hand of God himself. That is what prayer is all about. Something else is we'd actually be weaker in our faith if God gave us everything we wanted when we, when we wanted. Because God really strengthens our faith in two big ways. One of it is answered prayer, right? I mean, when we, I, I can't tell you how many times God has answered a prayer and it has taken my faith to another level. Every time God answers a prayer, it's like, man, you are so strong and God, you did this and you're so faithful and you're so big and you're so kind and you're so amazing and everything. It increases my faith every time. And it probably does yours as well. But here's something we have to admit and we may not like to admit it, but another way God increases our faith is unanswered prayer, isn't it? You know, it doesn't take a lot of faith when we're on top of the mountain and, and God's answering all the prayers and everything. It doesn't take faith at that time. You know when it takes faith is when we're down in the valley and we're in the, in the shadow of death and, and we're uh, in the dark night of the soul and the night seems lonely and it doesn't seem like God is answering our prayers and it seems like heaven is silent. That's when we need faith. Because let's just be honest with the whole thing, okay? Let's just be honest. And, and here's what it is, is a lot of times that when our prayers don't seem like they're being answered, what do we do? We press into God even more. We hit our knees even harder. We start getting more serious about God than ever before. And the thing is, that isn't that what life is about? Isn't life about really pressing into God more and more and getting more and more serious about our faith and loving Him more and calling and reaching out to Him more and more? We would actually be worse off if God answered every one of our prayers every time we prayed. You know, if the, the prayer request is wrong, God says no. If we're wrong, then God says grow. And if the timing is wrong, God says slow. You know, one thing we know is children hate to wait, don't they? You hear a baby cry, wah, and what they're saying is, Mom, Dad, I want my diapers changed, or I want the milk now and not a moment later. A child on a, on a trip, a thousand-mile trip, 10 minutes into the trip, what are they saying? Are we what? Are we there yet, right? You know who else hates to wait? It's us, isn't it? I mean, think of our society. We live in such a society that absolutely hates to wait. We want everything now. That's why we have instant grits and instant potatoes and instant pancakes and instant coffee. That's why we have microwave ovens. That's why we have fast food, right? You know, the other day I, I ordered something from Amazon and it said it was going to get there in a week. And I'm thinking, a week? That's the stone age, man. This is supposed to be here tomorrow or the next day at the absolute latest. And I'll tell you even something else I did a few days ago. I was in the, the, the express lane, and that tells you enough there. A 12, 12 items or less, right? And I looked down, and this guy that probably had 18 items. I counted them. I counted 18 items. And I look, and I'm thinking, wow, 18 items in the express lane. That's going to cost me another minute of my life. You know, there's a little child inside of every single one of us, isn't there? And something else is a child's least favorite word, we know it, it is no. A child's least favorite phrase is not yet. And you, a child can come up to you, your child can come up and say, uh, Mom, Dad, can I have a cookie? 
and you say to them, because they're just about, you're just about to have supper, and you say, not, not now, not yet. And then what they hear, what you said is not yet. What they hear is they will never, ever get a cookie as long as they live, right? And we, a lot of times, do the same thing. When we pray to God and we do not get an answer right away, God says, not yet. And so many times, instead of hearing God, not right now, I love you enough that it's going to wait a little bit, instead, we almost hear the words, we will never, ever, ever get what we're praying for. And we can respond as, as kids do, too. We can respond with the wah, right? We can respond with the, with the temper tantrum of a toddler. We can, we can respond as, as a teenager would, and we give God the cold shoulder. You know what I'm talking about. Or we give God the, the well, well, Carlos and Cindy, they got their prayer request. Why am I not getting my prayer request? Or we can act mature and we can say, God, I don't understand this right now, why you've delayed or why you're allowing this to happen. You know one thing I do? I'm gonna trust you. I love you and I, I know you love me. And I'm gonna trust that if you, the timing is not yet, it's because you have something even better for me. Sometimes what we do is if God doesn't give us what we want exactly when we want it, we try to do an end run around God, don't we? Or we try to help God out and speed God up. And let me ask you this. Has that ever worked for you in your life? I've never seen an end run when I've tried to hurry God up in the process. I've never seen it in my life or anybody else's life where it worked out well. Now, the poster child for this is, uh, is Sarah and Abraham, right? Sarah and Abraham, God said, you're going to have a child. They were ancient. They should never have been able to have a child. But God said, you're going to have a child. And they waited years. And instead of them waiting patiently for a little bit longer, Sarah came up to Abraham and said, why don't you try to have a child with my, my, my maid, Hagar? And, and he did. And out, you know, out came, as a result of that, out came Ishmael. Instead of, and then Isaac came a little while later, but because they tried to do an end run of, of, around God, Ishmael has been a thorn in the flesh of all that, of the, the descendants of, uh, of, of Isaac from that moment on. A lot of what's happening in the Middle East for thousands of years is because they tried to do an end run around God. One example of us trying to do an end run around God can sometimes be when we're, when we're dating. And we've prayed to God for, for him to bring us a, a maid. And, and instead of waiting until the perfect person, the right person, not a perfect person, the right person comes along, uh, we, we do an in run around God and we start dating people that we know we have no business dating. You have no idea how many times when I used to do uh, counseling that there'd be a lady in my office saying, I really thought he would change when I started dating him. I knew I, knew I shouldn't date him, but, but I thought he'd change after I dated him. And a lot of times we can hurt our life in so many ways if we try to do an end run around God. Something else is, why does God sometimes say, say wait? Sometimes it's because we need to develop. You know, one time when one of my daughters was four years old, we were driving down, down the highway, and my daughter said, can I drive? And I said, sure, honey, come on over. And this is I-85. You're going to love this because you can really go. And maybe tomorrow, you know, I'll take you to, to the Autobahn in Germany. And, man, you can really fly there, sweetheart. And, of course, I didn't say that. You know what I, what I thought? I didn't say this, but what I thought is, Honey, you're going to be driving way sooner than I ever want you to. And in, in a few years, yes, the answer will be yes, you can drive. But until that time, there's some things that you need to develop. One thing you need to develop is something called hand-eye coordination. Another thing you need to develop is be able to, to touch the, the pedals. You need to be able to look over the steering wheel, and you need to be able to read the road signs. So, honey, the answer is yes. 
You'll be able to drive someday. But I love you too much and I love other people too much to let you drive now because you're not ready for it. Some things in your life have to develop. The poster child for this in the Bible is Joseph. God had big plans for Joseph. God was going to raise him up to second in charge of the whole world in order to save the world from a, from a famine. But, but go back when he was 17 years old, and he was given a coat by his dad, a coat of many colors that really showed that he was dad's favorite. And this guy, Joseph was so cocky, he would come up to his brothers and he'd say, man, check out the, check out the threads, guys. And uh, let, me see your, let me see your coat. Oh, you don't have one? That's right. Dad doesn't love you as much as he loves me. And then he would have some dreams. And in these dreams, this, his brothers would be, would be bowing down before him. And so instead of just keeping those dreams to himself, what he would say is, hey, guys, I'm circle around. I, you know, here's the dreams I just had. Why don't we just do it now? Why don't you guys just bow down to me now? And he was so cocky. He was so immature. And he was so arrogant. And at that time, you know, his brothers sold him into slavery. And you can't really blame him, right? And it was while he was in Egypt and while he was in Potiphar's house and while he was in the, the dungeon for doing something that he didn't, even, he didn't even do, God developed this young man. And God made him where he was no longer cocky. He became humble, and he became relying on God. And God developed his character so much so that at one time that he even said, when his brothers came before him and really did bow down, he said, guys, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. God had developed his character. From the time he was 17 until he was 30, God was working on him. And here's the thing, too. God took him from the dungeon in, uh, up to the second in charge of the whole world in about one hour. And I know God has done that in my life several times, that God has made something I've prayed about and prayed about, and there was no breakthrough and no breakthrough and no breakthrough, and all of a sudden, boom, God went from zero to 60. Everything broke loose in a matter of seconds, in a matter of a day, in a matter of whatever, and changed everything. But a lot of times, God does things, answers prayers incrementally. My devotion last night was about the, the children of Israel leaving Egypt, and God said this. He said he did not take them the direct route from boom, point A to point B. He took them a circumvented route around the wilderness, and here's why he said he did that. He said because if they went the direct route, they'd face the Philistines who would go to war with them, and they weren't ready for war, and they'd skedaddle back into slavery if that happened. Another thing is God said this in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 22, I believe. And he said this. He said that I'm going to give you the land. I'm going to give you the promised land, but I'm not going to give it to you all at once because you can't handle it and the land can't handle it. The answer is yes, you're going to have the promised land, but it's not going to all happen at one time. And so many times in our life, God says, yes, I'm going to answer the prayer. But I'm going to, and sometimes he does it, boom, in a day. He changes everything. And other times he answers the prayer incrementally as we can handle it. Another reason God says wait is that uh, some more ingredients needed to be added. Again, maybe say you're praying for, uh, for a spouse and God has said wait at this time. Maybe it's because God wants to do something in your life and in their life. Maybe it's because God wants to, to work on one person's mommy issues and daddy issues, and maybe it's because God wants to work on, on this person's anger issues and control issues, and he wants to work on those and develop their faith in God before they come together so they can have an even, even greater marriage. Don't miss this. Sometimes God says, wait, because he's preparing you for the dream, and sometimes he says, wait, because he's preparing the dream for you. 
Something else is uh, sometimes the delay is on our end. There's an incredible story in the Bible about, about Peter who was arrested, and he was about to be killed the next day. And the, the church was praying for him in a person's house and praying and praying and praying, and a miracle happened. An angel came and rescued him from, from the, the prison and, and set him free, and, and he walked to the house where he knew everybody would be praying, and he knocked on the door, and, uh, and a servant girl named Rhoda came to the door. She heard his voice, and she ran away and said, Peter's at the door, Peter's at the door. The door. She left him at the door. She never opened the door for him. And I wonder how many times we do that. I wonder how many times God answers the prayer in our life, but we don't open the door. Maybe God provides a, a job for us and has a job for us and has put it in our, our lap, and, but we never, we never apply for it. We never take the step we need to take. Or maybe God has brought the, the, the young lady into our, our, our life, but we never ask her out on a, on a date. I wonder how many times we never open the door when God has laid the, the, the situation right there. Here's the thing, that we need to, to pray as if everything relies on God, and we need to act as if things rely on us. There are things we need to do. God is not going to open a lot of doors for us. We need to open the door so that the, the prayer can truly be actualized and realized in our life. And here's a wild thing, too. Sometimes the delay, don't miss this, sometimes the delay is demonic. God loves to answer prayer, but understand something. Satan hates for you to, your prayers to be answered. And when we pray, there is, a, there is a spiritual battle that takes place between God and between the, the forces of, uh, of evil. And there's an incredible example of that in, uh, in the book of Daniel. As Daniel is praying, and, and, and the prayer is not answered right away. It's taking three weeks, and here's what happens. The angel said this. Don't be afraid, Daniel, since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer, but for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia, that means a demonic prince over that, blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to, to help me. God sent an answer to the prayer immediately, but there was a spiritual battle going on. And that's maybe one of the reasons that God says, pray, keep on praying because we know that we said last week that the battle is not against flesh and blood but against principalities and spirits and, and I want to just end with, with this there are two words in the New Testament for time the first one is chronos and that's literal time that's time on a, on a clock that's minutes and hours and seconds there's another time it's, and that's kairos time and now let me show you an example of where that is used in Romans chapter 5, verse 6. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. That kairos is God time. It's special time. It's pregnant time. It's significant time. It's just not time on a, on a clock. It's time that God has something special designed for and wants to, and wants to do. Which of those times are we most concerned with? Isn't it the, the chronos time? We're so concerned with the moments and the, the time, and, and that's why we wor use words like, I'm not getting any younger, or, or time is money, or, or things like uh, my biological clock is ticking, things like that. But which one is God most concerned with? He's concerned with the kairos time, right? He's not concerned with the particular time. He's concerned with the perfect time. And I love what he says there, at just the right time. You know what that means? That God has just the right time for you. And it may not be the particular time that you're looking for, but it's going to be the perfect time. 
And I'm going to say it again, that sometimes God says, wait, because, because he is doing something in your life, that he's preparing you for the dream. Another time, he's preparing the dream for you. Sometimes God says no because he's got something better planned. Sometimes he says no because he loves you too much. If the, the prayer is right, God says go. And God has a perfect time for your prayers to be answered. I love you, God bless you, and let's keep praying because even when our prayers don't seem to be answered, God is listening and let's break through in our prayers. If we could pray. God, thank you so much that you are a God who loves to answer prayer. That you're a God who, who is kind and generous and amazing and powerful. And God, there's people right now who are hearing the sound of my voice who desperately need their prayers answered. So God, thank you. Whatever breakthrough that needs to happen, God, if there's a demonic thing that's coming against them right now, God, I just pray that there's a breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Breakthrough in their families. Breakthrough in finances, God. Breakthrough in health. And thank you, Lord God, that you truly have a timing that is perfect for every prayer that we pray. Thank you, God, that somehow, in some way, you always answer prayer. Thank you, God, for loving us enough sometimes to say no. Thank you, God, for preparing us for the dream and the dream for us. And thank you, God, for loving us enough to wait until the timing is perfect. We thank you, God, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Crossroads Podcast. Check back with us weekly to hear more messages. We hope you have a blessed day.